Today's daf is daf Yud Dalit in Meseches Kshubas, daf 14 in Meseches Kshubas, and we're going to pick up from the very bottom line on Yud Gimel, Omud Bet. All right, 13b, very bottom line. We all have the place. Git. All right, let's get going. Hahu Oros Va'are So this is a fascinating case. It's going to seem simple dimple, but we're going to see why... There's actually a chiddush here. So there was a arus and an arus asay, a couple that had kedushin. They had the initial stage of marriage. They had arusin. To asul the couple come in front of Rabbi Yosef. He amra. She says, "Mine, you should know, I am pregnant from him. I'm pregnant, and you know who made me pregnant? This guy. It's his fault." And he says, Tapa today's daf, in Minoi, yeah, it's taka for me. Okay? So is there any issue over here? She says who the father is. He says, I'm the father. Now, you might say, so what, what's the conversation? See, here's the conversation. Ready? Let's talk. In general, if you have a woman who's pregnant, out of wedlock. There's a concern that this kid may come from a Nussin and a Mamzer, right? We don't necessarily, as you saw in our Mishnah, we don't necessarily trust a woman to tell us who the father is. What happens in this case, however, where there was already Arison? So now Arison, the couple is not expected to be having relations. It's supposed, that's supposed to come later with Nasun. But over here, She's claiming on her own he's the, he's the papa. Now, in general, maybe we're not going to listen to her, but now he's also admitting, so to speak, that he's the father. So does that do anything for us? So Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says about, the, he, he responded to them, Lamai yeah, why, why are you even coming with a Shailah? Chada, feistavad, hakamaydeh. He's admitting that he was the father. Now, I want to pause for a moment. By him admitting that he's the father, does he really know that? No. Again, we don't ever know for a fact. A, a husband is never the bury. We never, you don't ever know for a fact. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. There's only Everson. Is there even a chazaka? Not necessarily, right? Maybe the same way that she had relations with this guy too early, maybe she's having relations with somebody else. You understand? This is Meridik. So first, says what? first of all, he admits. Uh, okay, so, you know, there's no Chazaka, but he's saying I'm the father. Now, again, he can't know for sure he's the father. And furthermore, Rav Yudah says in the name of Shmuel that we paskin like Rebbe Gamliel. And Rebbe Gamliel was of the opinion that we actually trust a single woman to tell us who the father is. So either way, says Rabbi Yosef, listen, in general, we trust a woman who's pregnant at a wedding. And even if you're going to tell me she's not trusted, over here, the guy's admitting he's the father. So I'm going to say Abaye, Abaye, the student, uh, now the, what, what's the gap in this? Him admitting is not a complete admission because he himself doesn't fully know. So I'm going to say Abaye, Abaye says to his Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, in this case, if the husband would not have agreed that he's the father, 
Would Rav Gamliel say that she's taka allowed? We're not going to question Rav Gamliel's shita opinion. Vamar le Shmuel or Rav Yehuda, but Shmuel said to Rav Yehuda, "Shinina sharp one." That's an expression of kavod of honor. Halacha Kreving Gamliel. The halacha is like Rav Gamliel. Va'at le'savid uvda ad deika Rav Kshirim Espa. But even though halacha is like Rav Gamliel, we shouldn't paskin like it. We shouldn't act with it and and give a ruling like that. Until or unless you're in a situation where most of the men are kosher for her. So when do we trust a woman to come and say that the, the, the papa, that the guy who impregnated her is kosher? That's if she's in a city where most, peop- most people are uh, kosher guys. But over here in this case, why are most men puzzled to her? Because she already had Arison. Ah, so says Abayi to his rabbi like this. Says Abayit this Rebbe, incredible. Listen, listen to this. The Rebbe, Rebbe Yisuf says, first of all, we paskin like Rebbe Gamliel to trust a woman. Says Abaye to his Rebbe, maybe that's when she's a regular unmarried woman we trust her. You know why? Because when you're unmarried and a random guy has relations with you, there ain't no problem. But over here where she was already in Arusa, so most, she's married. Most people are forbidden to her Mehechatesi, who says, where are you coming from to say that Rabbi Gamliel will agree that we trust her? Maybe she doesn't have a rove backing her up. We don't trust her. So says the Rebbe back to the Talmud. According to your reasoning, you should have a problem with Shmuel in and of himself. Why? Because halacha va'atle savadavda. Shmuel says, first of all, it's the halacha, but you shouldn't give up sock like that. Yeah? Now, that's strange. Strange to say, you know, this is the halacha, but even though that's the halacha, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay, you shouldn't do that. Elamayus lachlamemar. So, what are you going to say? Halachatchila hadiyavet. There's a lachatchila hadiyavet. In other words, there's an ideal way to do things, and, there's a, and then there's a way you can do it al pi halacha. Right, that's like you're saying, right? Okay, it's a way to there's the dick away, which means in general, um, if let's say a Kohen comes with a shidduch question, and he says, "Listen, should I marry the daughter of this woman who was pregnant out of wedlock?" We would say, "Yeah, lechatchila no. Lechatchila stick with a situation where there's no shaila. Stick with an encounter, as they say, right? It's somebody who's uh, a little closer to being okay for you." The other situation is where it's ready afterwards. The kind already married this guy, uh, married this girl from uh, who was pregnant from a woman at a wedlock. Okay, so it's bit the and over there we're going to say, all right, once you married her, you can stay with her. And therefore, in this case as well, what does it mean when Shmuel says halach is like it? However, atlay savid of the that means in a bit situation. Okay, Rami le Abaye le Rabba. Abaye asked a challenging question on Rabba. Now, Rami is a very str- is is not only a challenging question; it's actually a question that is coming from a angle of contradiction. Which means I'm going to show you not only challenge you from somewhere else, but challenge you from the very same source of words. Show you a, a potential contradiction. There we go. Rabbi Shua, who argued on Rabbi Gamliel. And he said that the woman's not trusted, she's not believed to tell us who the father is. Does it mean that um, we don't trust her at all? Is that what Rabbi Shua holds? 
For Amino, but let's ask a contradiction, Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Hey, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yehoshua, who we just said we do not trust her, and Rabbi Yudavim Beheseira testified, al almonas Isa, shehikshera lekohuna, about an almonas Isa, the daughter of an almonas Isa, shehikshera lekohuna, She's, she is going to be kosher to kohuna. Now, an almonas Isa is a fascinating expression. Literally, it means a widow of dough. A widow of dough. Now, what is a widow of dough? A rich person. Huh? A rich person. A rich person? That's right. That's right. The the old yeshiva's a joke, right? Somebody asked my brother when he was in Kyle. There you go. Right? How does he uh, how does he support himself? He says I have PhD. (laughs) Papa has dough. (laughs) That's what he supports himself. Alright. So uh, what is uh, what is Almanasisa? So here's Almanasisa. So this is just a, a, a general expression. And Anybody who's uh, had the schus to make challah, the covered Shabbos, I've had the schus. My wife has asked me to, to, to mix, the, mix the dough, the covered Shabbos. What happens? You put in all the ingredients. I don't know what she puts in. And then what happens? You start kneading it all together. Before you know it, within a couple of minutes, what do you have? Dough. Once the dough was there, do you have any clue that there was salt, that there was oil, that there was sugar, that there was yeast, that there was warm water, whatever was put in? You can't see the water. You can't see the salt. You can't see the sugar. It's one big mixture that now just looks like dough. Okay. So the case of Almanas Isa is um, a case where you have a woman where now... Um, the sta- her, her status we're unsure about. Everything is too, the whole story is too confusing to know exactly what her status is. Okay? And I'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see soon so, an example, but let's, let, you know, let's give an example. So if let's say you have a, um, a situation of a Kayin that marries uh, Suffolk Grusha, Suffolk Almana. Okay, so now we don't know what's with the kids. If the kids are if it's Almana, the kid, the, the, the kids are Kayan. If it was a Grusha, the kid is going to be a Cholo, and if he's a Cholo, he's going to become Usher to uh, Usher to marry into Kahuna. Okay, so this is a this is a case of Almanas uh, Almanas Isha. All right, now. Um, if you have a case, let's, let's get a little like literal with who this woman is. You have a case where a woman marries a cholol. She's going to become a halala. Now, what if we don't know? What if that was a suffix? Okay, what if her whole status is in doubt? Now, a classic example of this being in doubt, as is uh, explained so eloquently of Almanas Isa, the mission in Idias, is going to be, why would somebody, why would a woman be a Suffolk Garusha? So you have the man throws the get to his wife and we're not sure which side of the 50-yard line it was on. We don't know where it landed. So if it landed closer to him, what's her status? She's not divorced. If it landed closer to her, she is divorced. Okay, you know what happens afterwards? We say, okay, so give a new one. And then he passes away, kicks the bucket. We don't know anymore. 
what the status of the wife is. Is she now a grusha? Is she now an almana? And she goes and marries a kayin. And this kayin, they give birth to a child. And we don't know if this child is now a chalal or a regular kayin. And now that child gets older and passes away. And we don't know whether his wife is a chalal or whether she's not a chalal. You got the case. That's, that's the classic case of um, a uh, almanas isa. So, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra say, such a woman in a case of almanas isa is permitted. Why? Her husband was dough. We didn't know. He was made up of so many different moving parts where his mother, his mother was a Suffolk widow, Suffolk divorcee, and now we don't know if he's a Kayan or he's a Chol, and then he marries a woman, and now he passes away. So she's an Almanas Isa, understand? She's the Almana, the widow of a guy who's Doe. We look at him and we're like, listen, we just see Doe. We don't know, anything, we don't know everything that's mixed in over there. So to be sure, and Rebuta Ben Messiah says it's fine. There's no concern. She actually is still going to be permitted to a Kohen. She doesn't necessarily have the status of a Chalala. Okay, bottom line is, you see that we allow her to be mutter to marry, uh, to marry into Kahuna. So we have a Rami, we have a contradiction in Rabbi Yeshua. One place he tells us no by a Suffolk, and over here by Almanas Isa, where it's a, it's a Suffolk, it's he, uh, he testified that she is permitted. Amar Leis, he says, uh, Rabbi says back to Abaye, Hachi Hashta, but now, when a woman gets married, she checks things out and then she marries. She says, I'll tell you the difference. You know, usually a woman is by Dekes. So why would this Almanas Isa marry this Suffolk Chalom? Do you remember the case? Remember the case of Almanas Isa? Mm-hmm. Should I say it again? We cl- let, let, let me say it again. Let me say it again. You have a woman who we don't know if she's divorced or widowed. She marries a Kohen. They have a son. What's the status of the son? We don't know. We're going to call him Doe. Let's call him Mr. Doe. Why? There's many ingredients mixed in over here. And we don't know if he's a Chalol or he's a Kasher Kohen. That guy gets married. If he's a Chalol, his wife is a Chalol. That's the Halacha. If you marry a chalal, you become a chalal. Anyone who has relations with a chalal goes a chalal. If he's a chalal, she's a chalal. If he's a regular kohen, she's married to a kohen. Now he dies. So is she a chalala or not? So Rabbi Yeshua testified she's fine. Why? Says, says Rabbi back to Abai, I'll tell you why. Because usually before the woman married the doe guy, Mr. Doe, She's going to check out the situation and the circumstances and she's not going to marry him unless she knows that he's okay. Why would she want to take on the status of a halala unnecessarily? Haha, but over here, over here, right? Well, what happened? She's mezana. In the case of Adam Wedlock, she's mezana. What are you checking for when you're just mezana? Make sure the guy doesn't have any illnesses, no diseases, you know what I mean? The... You're checking his ichus. You're not checking his ichus. You're not, you're not marrying the guy, and therefore, there's more reason to be concerned 
that maybe the father was somebody possible. Amar Rava, Rava says, you should know, the Rav Yeshua, Adar Rav Yeshua Kasha, the Rav Gamliel, Adar Rav Gamliel, like Kasha. In the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, there seems to be a contradiction, but in Gamliel's opinion, there's no contradiction. Because at the end of the Mishnah, we said, Gamliel said to those who testified about the permissiveness of Almanas Isa, we're going to accept your testimony. But what are we going to do? Meaning, we would like to accept your testimony, but unfortunately, we can't. You know why? Rabbi Yechem Mezakai already made a decree not to make an Almanas Isa Mutter. Very nice, you're testifying she is Mutter, but you should know, no Bezdin is ever going to hand out that ruling. Because there's a decree from Rabbi Yechem Mezakai that a Bezdin is not allowed to give out that ruling. So they're just not going to paskin. Why? Incredible. You know why? Because Kehanim are very strict with themselves. And even if you're going to tell me that it's okay, that it's allowed, you should know, Kaihanim accept decrees to be machmir more on themselves. They don't accept uh, lenient decrees. Okay? So, um, Rabbi Gamliel says that she's usher to marry a Kayin. However, in our Mishnah, we're saying that he testified it would be okay to marry Okay, so you see that in Rebbe Gamliel's opinion, we're not going to have a question. There's not going to be a question over here. So, Ella Amar Rava, so rather Rava says, let me explain why the Mishnah and the Brisa both work out. I'm sorry, why the Mishnah over here and the Mishnah about um, uh, Amonas Isa, is that right? Yeah, um, is is uh, not a contradiction. Because in our case, Bari, in our Mishnah, she says, I know for sure. But in the other case, um, in, uh, in, the, in uh, the other Mishnah of Isa, we're going to say that she's only a Shema. Why? Because in our case, what is the what are we trusting the woman to say? I know who I had relations with. So I know who the papa is. I know who the father is. All right. Now, besides for that, remember what else did we say? She has a chazaka that most guys are permitted to her. But what about Amonas Isa? What about the wife of the guy who we're not sure what his status is? Does she know for a fact what happened by his mother's divorce? She wasn't there. So even if she did her research, you can't rely on her 100%. Shkayach did her research, but do we know for, okay, even if she did, you know, there's various areas where people are more stricter on themselves or more lean on themselves. So there, there's no contradiction because we'll just say there's an afkamina, there's a difference in how careful she is with her, um, with her investigation. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua, Nami Kasha, and also Rabbi Shua, and Rabbi Shua, also not a contradiction, Hossam Chad in our Mishnah, what's the Shaila? Again, what was the case for Mishnah? She's pregnant. Out of wedlock. So what's the suffix? Who the father is? Any other doubt? Is anything, any other thing we need to f- figure out besides for who the father of this child is? No. 
is the only thing we need to figure out. However, by the case of Amonas Isa, we have uh, two doubts. Okay? Doubt number one is the original mother, was she divorced in the first place? Okay? And now, you know who the second suffix is? The Amonas Isa herself. So you have the mother of the husband, the original widow slash divorcee, the uncertain woman, that's a doubt. And now that child married another woman, we're in doubt about her status too. So it's like a second suffix. It's like a second step of suffix. In the second, in the second step of suffix, we are going to be lenient. Hokach, therefore, says the Gemara, the Rav Gamliel, the Rav Gamliel, Alam Bari, Da'afilu B'chad Sveika, Nami Machshir. We're going to say that Rav Gamliel is going to say that the Tainas Bari, where I know who the father is, is going to take out any situation of doubt. The kill lay shema, and he'll make lenient the claim of shema. Where he'll say that even you know, very nice. There's a sveik sveika, suffolk mother, suffolk daughter-in-law. I don't know her status, but despite that, does anybody here know what happened? No. And since nobody here knows what happened, since everybody here is a maybe, is just a Shema, the Sveik Sveika doesn't really play a role. Because what does Sveik Sveika tell me? Sveik Sveika tells me, yeah, she's fine. Is there anybody here who knows what happened? No. So the fact that everybody's besuffic is a reason to actually be strict and say there's still a potential that she's a Chalala and we should be strict on her. The Rabbi Yeshua, as far as Rabbi Yeshua's opinion, he says that by one suffix, that suffix is so strong that we're going to make her like a, 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 a for sure puzzle. The kille, and he'll be lenient in the case of suffix. So there's a, a fundamental, or we'll call it a, yeah, a fundamental, like a fundamental machlaikas over here about when it comes to bari v'shema and you have a doubt as to you know, as to uh, whether the bari is a bari or whether the shema is a shema, does one overrule the other? Okay, so in this case, says Rabbi Yeshua, listen, if you have a one suffix, and that one and that one suffix is going to make, that's, uh, how do I? How do we? Uh, one second, let me articulate this well. It says Rabbi Yeshua. A sveik sveika weakens the tainas shema to allow the bari to ultimately play out. Because the sveik the, the sveika is siding with the bari. That's really what it's doing, right? Tainas bari. You also have a, you have a sveik The fact that there's a, a shema here, that's going to, says Rabbi Yeshua, Lamaisa, we're going to allow her to be fit to marry a kain. Okay. Now we're going to get into the Mishnah of this topic of who is this Almanas Isa period says the Gemara Tanra one of the rabbis learned so should we AZ Almanas Isa what's considered a case of Almanas Isa the wife of a man who's Mr. Doe it's any woman who does not have any concern about any uh, any uh, psul any lack in the yichus 
no mamzerus, no nesinus, no uh, malachim, no, no descendants of uh, of malachim, and these were the people who were, according to some opinions, we had in Yavamas, servants of Shlomo Hamelch became exceedingly wealthy, and they married Jewish women when they weren't supposed to. Amr of Meir, Rav Meir, now uh, Rav Meir says, top of Amr Beis, Shamati, I heard Kol She'ein Ba Echad Mikol Elu. If a woman does not have any of these issues of possibly being married to somebody in this category, she can continue to marry a Kayan if she becomes a widow, obviously. If she's divorced, not. But if she becomes a widow, she can marry a Kayan. She's not considered somebody who was married to a Psul. If Shimon Allah Zer Rav Shem ben Elazar says, "Me Shem Rav Meir, the name of Meir, v'chein ha'ir Rav Shem ben Asi, Amr Kedvar of Ezri Amanas Isa, Kol Shenitma Ba B'Safik Cholol." Anybody who, by marrying this guy, gained a possibility of becoming a Cholola. So Makirim Yisrael Mamzerim Shabinayim ve'im Makirim Chololim Shabinayim. He says like this. You know why we need to be concerned? Because Yidden know when somebody's a Mamzer. That you. That's something you know. People like putting certain things under the rug. You can't put Mamzerus under the rug. It must be public. It's an obligation. You would, that's how lucky you announce yeah. that a bris. A bris of a mamzer. Rabbi Ravitsky is saying you, you would announce it. It needs to be. Because you've got to make sure that this child does not end up marrying into, uh, into, uh, with a person who they're forbidden to marry. Otherwise, you're going to be entering more families into the status of mamzerim. So, makirim so mamzerim shebeneim ve'en makirim chalolim beneim. But a chalol is not as big of an issue. You know why? What's a chalol? You can't marry a kayan. What are the chances anyway? It's not, see, so you're not making big, uh, you know, uh, a big clap on the bima. Amar mar, the Tana taught us, Ezri Amman what's considered Amman So, so far we have two approaches. Either Amman is a woman who's married to somebody from those categories, or Amman is somebody, like we said, due to her marriage, potentially became a chalola by being marrying by marrying a chalol. And now Omar Mar, Ezri Amman Asisa, Kosha'im Balay Mishum Amzeris, Lay Mishum Nesinas, Vilay Mishum Abde Malachim, Ha Chalol, Kosher. It seems that if the Shiloh over here is that if uh, whether her, the husband she married is a chalol, she's still going to be permitted to a Kayan. Maishna Hanach Da'iraisa, Chol Nami Da'iraisa, says Gemara, but what's the difference? You know, these other cases are Da'iraisa. A chol also is dairaisa, and if it's suffix dairaisa lechumra, you ever in doubt about a biblical uh, transgression? We got to be strict. So when there's the possibility that she married a chalol, why don't we announce it? Why don't we make it well known? And not only that, we should make sure she never marries a kohen again out of doubt. Suffix dairaisa, she may very well be a biblical chalala, and she cannot marry a kohen. So why are we saying it's okay? The Su, and furthermore, Amr of Meir, of Meir says, Shamati, I heard, Kol She'en Ba Echad Mikol Elu Masiyan Likahuna Hainu Tanakama. Anybody who does not have one of these issues can marry a Tanakama. That is already the opinion of the Tanakama, so now we are just being redundant. Okay, because again, the Tanakama says that Rabbi Yeshua gave Edos that a woman whose husband was in doubt can still marry a Kayan. That's the same opinion. So why would we say it again? Visu and another question. Question number three, and we're going to answer all three questions together, as we'll see shortly. Visu and furthermore, Reb Shimon ben Elazar, I'm Mishum Reb Meir, v'chein hoi Reb Shimon ben Asi, I'm Rekidvarov, Ezri Amanasisa. You know what Amanasisa is? Koshen Nitva Ba Safik Cholol. Anybody who, 
you know, uh, got um, covered over or involved with a fellow who's Mr. Doe. He's a Suffolk Cholo. You said in the beginning, either way, that even if her husband was a Suffolk Cholo, she's still going to be, uh, going to be kosher. So, right, he says like this. He says, you know, um, by the way, to marry a, if you were married to a Cholo, a Suffolk Cholo, you could still marry a Kayan. And you should know that since people don't know who's a Cholo, that's also okay. Let's say you would know. Let's say you would know the story. Maybe we would be strict. So, which one's overriding over here? Those are the three. Uh, those are the three questions. Okay. Question number one again. Let's review why we machmir on the suffix da'iraisa of mamzerus. We should be machmir on the suffix da'iraisa of the potential cholo. Question number two is if you're if this is really the opinion. So then. Then um, Rev Meir is saying the same thing as the Tanakama. Rev Yeshua is saying the same thing as the Tanakama. And question number three is that why we may get dependent on people are not makir who the Chalolim are if that's not what matters. Either way, she's going to be fit to marry into Klal Yisrael. So Amar Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says like this. Mamzer Tzeveach v'cholol shoyseik ike I'll tell you a difference between our cases, our Mishnahs and Bryce's. The difference is going to be when you have a mamzer. Now, this guy is not necessarily a mamzer, but this guy, when you call him a mamzer, starts screaming. They get you a mamzer. It's like, I'm not a mamzer. The cholo shaisik. Or you have a case of a guy who you say, hey, cholo, doesn't say anything. No response. Ika That's going to be the difference uh, between the. Um, the, that's going to be the Machlekes and the Bryson. Why? Tanakama Sobar. The Tanakama is going to hold. Anytime you call somebody a name of being a puzzle and he's quiet. Puzzle. He's puzzle. You know why? Why are you quiet? You have no response. You're admitting, you're agreeing that there's a problem. Okay. Now. And because of that background, because the Tanakhama says that if there's no response and you're quiet, it's like an admission and you're puzzled. The Tanakhama says, Who is in Almanas Isa? Now again, what was the testimony? Can Almanas Isa marry a Kayin? Yeah, that was the testimony. So who's in Almanas Isa? Call Sheimba, a woman who does not have in her nobody who, you know, if, if uh, somebody says your husband's a mamzer and they're quiet, no issue of that. Alright? There's no issues in her marriage of the possibility of somebody calling her, her husband one of these names and they remain silent. The Kamar of Meir, and her Meir responded to the Tanakama, he's like, no, 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 no. Tanakama, listen closely. With these three, meaning when you call somebody a mamzer, when you call somebody a a, uh, um, a nasan, or or uh, an avde melech, over there, if they don't say anything, that they're really admitting. You know why? Because otherwise, they're going to become posel to the kahal. So, of course, they're going to scream. You're taking away all their 
uh, abilities to integrate into a community. But what about when you call somebody a cholo? Somebody walks over to any of us, right? Size for Simcha Kong. Walks any of us. I'm assuming the rest of us are not Kahana. Yeah? Okay. And says, um, Hey, cholo. And I don't say anything. Does that mean I agree I'm a cholo? Or even if you walk over to Simcha Kong and you say, Hey, cholo. And he doesn't respond. You know why maybe he didn't respond? He doesn't want to be confrontational. And you know what? What's the difference? What's, what's the worst thing that will happen? He's not going to marry a Kahenis. He's already married. He doesn't plan. Fine. I, I, I'm not going to. Fine. Beseder. Like, there, there's all. At a certain point, you have to impact somebody enough where it's worthwhile opening their mouth. So that's the Gemara saying. If somebody's quiet when you call them a cholo, they're still kosher. You know why? So why is he quiet? I called your name while you're quiet. You know what the answer is? Because I don't care. Call me names from today to tomorrow. It doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't impact me. And Shimon Elazar says to the Tanakama, who is Rameir, if you would have heard the Machshir of Meir Bishnika, that Rameir holds that a, when a, a woman is, is quiet, uh, she's kosher to a Kayan, like the Karle Chol Vishasik. That's not the case where the husband's called a Chol and he's quiet. Ella the Karle Mamzer Vishasik. The Kiddush over there for the Tanakama really is that even if you were to call him a Tanakh, even if you were going to call him a Mamzer, Still, he's going to be quiet. Alright? Now, one second. Why is he quiet? You're calling him a mamzer. <laughs> I'll tell you why. No. You know why he's quiet? Because he's going to say, Why should I? Every mamzer is known in Klayasor. Rabbi Ravinsky announces it at the bris. So Yenem, Yuku walks over. He's like, Hey, mamzer. I have to respond? No, you walk away. Why? Oh, one second. You, if you're really a mamzer, then you're not going to be able to marry a, a regular Jewess. You know what the guy's thinking to himself? It's not that I'm really a mamzer. It's that this guy's annoying, and people know I'm not a mamzer. You, you can't just make that up. People know who the real mamzerim are. You're going to walk over to somebody, all of a sudden they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 70, 120 years old, mamzer. That doesn't mean anything to me. Also, I don't care. I'm a mamzer but let's say... He's a mamzer and he starts screaming. Listen to this, it's incredible. Now, nobody else knows he's a mamzer. You're like, hey mamzer. He's like, what? I'm not a mamzer. <laughs> or he's a cholo v'shaisek, then puzzle. You hear this? So let's say he's in the following case. You have the same guy. Same guy, he's showing us two different temperaments. We don't know nothing about him. You walk over to him, the moment you call him a mamzer, he goes nuts. Then you call him a cholo. Doesn't say nothing. You hear this? Like, hey mamzer. Why you call mamzer? Hey cholo. Gunisht. So that, now we have a conversation. How do we view this guy? This that he's quiet, Savar, perhaps he's thinking, Mistaye, it is enough of a proof, Delay Mafkile Mikahal, 
it's enough that at least they're not pushing me away from the kahal. Okay? Meaning that, that um, you know, it's not worthwhile screaming in this case. Because what's the worst thing that'll happen? I can't marry a kahenis. Fine. And Klaisol doesn't recognize halalim. But all of a sudden, he's screaming. What, what about being quiet by a mamzer? Again, if you call somebody a mamzer, what the Gemara is walking away with at this point is saying, you can't prove from somebody being quiet that they're really admitting to mamzeris. Why? Because the person themselves know that Klai Yisrael knows who Mamzerim are. So there's no reason for me to, uh, to put up a fight. That's the bottom line that we're walking away with as far as uh, uh, Mamzerus is concerned. Okay? However, by Cholo, when he's quiet, that's Taka uh, perhaps going to enter uh, some element of concern. And we should do a little bit of more research. In one Bryce, Rabbi Yossi says that if he's quiet when he's called a Mamzer, he's still kosher. If he's quiet when called a Chol, then we are concerned. Maybe maybe his quietness is an admission. Another Bryce says, the exact opposite. So which one is it? says, Depends. Machlekes in, you know, uh, both are talking about the fact that he doesn't say anything. Um, the the question is what they're starting in, in what Rav Meir Shita, what Rav Meir's uh, opinion is. Okay, period. End of that. Shakavataria. Next Mishnah. Here we go. A little story. Short Mishnah with a story. Omar Rabbi. By the way, I mean, you, you walk away from this Gemara straight up psychology, beauty, mamish beauty. Mamish beauty. You, you really see, you don't know, you know, when the Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avis, don't judge somebody till you reach their place. Right? Or as the joke goes, um, don't, don't, don't judge somebody till you, you walk the mile, mile in, in their, their shoes. shoes. Right. Don't judge somebody till you walk the mile in their shoes. You know why? Because then, when you judge them, you're a mile away and you have their shoes. They can't catch you. Okay. <laughs> But um, but don't judge me until you're in the place. We have no clue what's going on in somebody's mind. So often, so many misunderstandings are based upon total assumptions, total bina, uh, information that we built in our own mind that's not necessarily there. But we're either convinced or we're nervous that perhaps that's what the person's that's what the person's thinking. So you're right. In general, there's a rule shtika kaida. But silence is an admission, is only true when there's nothing else at stake. There's nothing at stake for the person, or there's too much at stake for the person. That's where these rules, yeah, you really have to know the psychology and the total, the, you know, the, the total picture before deciding exactly what is called a valid, uh, a valid silence. It's a beautiful, beautiful gemara. All right, here we go. Says the Mishnah, There was a young girl who went down to the well to get water, and somebody was ma'anis her. Somebody violated her. They raped her. She... Huh? So, we don't know yet. So, so we have no clue who he is. We don't, we don't know who he is. All right. Amr Abiyechanan. 
Rabbi Yechanan says, now the question, she's got to be older because she became pregnant. So, Rabbi Yechanan, Amr Rabbi Yechanan Benuri, Rabbi Yechanan Benuri says, If most people in this city, most people in this city, um, are able to marry into Kahuna, Harezu Tinase Lekahuna, she also is, is uh, permitted to marry from, uh, to marry a Kayan. You know why? Because we're going to assume whoever violated her was somebody who's not going to, who's not puzzled to her. And since he wasn't puzzled to her, she's, uh, she's not uh, disqualified from Kahuna. Okay. Amrle Rabbi Rav Nachman, Rav says Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yechon Ben Uri, Damri Kaman, Rabbi Yechon Ben Uri, who says it go, you follow Rive, you follow the majority of the city. Whose opinion is he sticking with? Okay. Now this is the opinion in the previous Mishnah. Ek Rabbi Gamliel, if he's following the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel, then we'll say Afilu Beraiv Sulam Nami Machshir. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel didn't make a discrepancy between Rive or not Rive. He says, either way, a woman has a chazaka to be fit for a kayin until you can prove otherwise. That was Rebbe Gamliel's approach, so you don't need rife, according to Rebbe Gamliel. Either way, she's okay. Ikar Rebbe Yeshua, and if you're going to say that Rebbe Yechem Nuri is following the bin of Rebbe Yeshua, I feel a bribe k'sherim, nami puzzle, even if it's rife kosher, you're still going to be puzzle. You know why? Because she doesn't know for sure who had relations. He says, when she knows for sure and she's a bari, oh, then she's okay. But if she has no Tainas Bari, if she has no direct claim as to what's happening, according to Bishua, you cannot rely on her. So where's this opinion of Rehechonuri coming around where it depends on numbers? Omar Lay, Rav Nachman said back to Rava, this is what Rabbi Yehuda explained in the name of Rav. We now turn to the top of tomorrow's Dav. The story happened Bikrainais Shel Tsipairi. Now Krainais Shel Tsipairi, Rashi says Tsipairi was a city that had a large shuk, a large market, and there were a lot of people that from in town and out of town that would come uh, that would come visit the market. And therefore, even in such a case where if the majority of people in that city were fit to marry Kaihanim, but you know that there's other people from out of town that are still coming. Rabbi Yechonuri says a Kiddush, you could rely on the people of the town and not worry about the fact that there's so many, so many out-of-towners that were there for the Shuk. Why? You know why? Because she has a Chazaka. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Again, Rabbi Yeshua says you're okay as long as you have a Chazaka. So Rabbi Yechonuri is adding a Kiddush to Rabbi Yeshua. And he says, oh, you should know, this even would hold true that she's, she's going to remain mutter to a kayin, even if she's from a town. Now, right of the town is okay. But he, on that day, there were a lot of out-of-towners that didn't belong there. And maybe they're unfit. Still, and, and she might have had relations with this, still, Rabbi Yechabinuri says, I hold, and perhaps even Rabbi Shua will hold, that she's fit for kahunuch. Rabami, and this was the pin of Rabami, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, that's when there's also a strong possibility where people who are kosher are passing by there. Even if she had bia in the area where there were caravans, she remains mutter to kahuna. What does it mean in the wagon? What does that mean? She had relation in the wagon. It means at the time of the wagons, when they're around, she remains 
But if let's say somebody from Tzipari came out and had relations with her, Havlad Shtuki, the child is going to be a Shtuki even though there are people visiting. In other words, so you, need the, you need that the Chazaka happen from the, the people are kosher from the area of people who are actually living there. Okay, we'll pick it up from here, Brother Sam, tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.